this is what Bryce Harper is saying right now. Yeah, I'm saying it too. I don't care. Backstreet Sports, Monco Radio, myself, Tyre. We got my man Chris. We got Tanner. What up? We got no Max. Hashtag fake friends. Yeah, he's (laughs) off working a real job, unlike us. (laughs) Don't Uh, don't say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another week of Backstreet Sports. Um, Before we get started, real quick, uh, students, are you about to graduate with a degree? Uh, Have you thought about working in your field of choice before you graduate? Schedule an appointment with Career Services to walk you through everything. You need to get that job of your dreams, from building a resume that outshines others to cover letters and what to wear to the interview. Don't wait. Schedule an appointment with Career Services through the MyMC3 self-service portal. Get a step ahead on your future today. Okay. That was beautiful. Thank you. I wow! Liked it. Wow! You you should give yourself an applause. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Wow! Listen, listen to those millions of people right. listening to this. Wow! Oh, in our dreams. <laughs> okay, we're gonna hop right into it. This is a lot of things we got to get to. Um, last week we all said some very questionable things about Bryce Harper and how we feel. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. All, well, well, you did. All, okay. I mean, I, I I agreed with him as well. So, in, in, just in case everybody forgot, hold on. Just just in case everybody forgot, uh, right. we gotta talk Philadelphia Phillies. I am personally sick and tired of the Bryce Harper thing. I'm sick and tired of the rumors. I'm sick and tired of the tweets. I'm sick and tired of the retweets. I'm sick and tired of, oh, he's going to sign this day. He's going to sign that day. He's going to sign by the end of the week. Listen, I'm going to say it right here, right now, over these airwaves. I don't care. I just don't care anymore. You don't care, but you're yelling about it. I'm so numb to it at this point. I just don't care. But you're yelling about it. Shut up. (laughs) I don't care if he signs. I don't care if he goes to another team. I just don't care because... Uh, I I would like to start. (laughs) Not one of my proudest moments, so... As as a result, I'm going to... Hold on real quick. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to give myself one of these. You big dummy. Thank you. (laughs) Nice. Just have to give myself one of those. Now, if you don't mind me uh, questioning you, T, uh... Do you still not care where Bryce Harper goes? I don't have a choice. I mean, don't. I, oh wait, is he? I'm, wait, I'm flabbergasted. Is, does he? Has he landed somewhere? Does yes, he have a he home? Yes, thirteen years, three hundred and thirty million dollars. Bryce Harper to the Philadelphia Phillies. No opt out year. No opt out. Has it, talked it, about wanting to be a Philly his, for the rest of his career. I'm flabbergasted once again. I will gladly take the L. Um, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys don't mind me, kind of going on a little bit, it's not a rant, but it's just I just want to discuss what I was thinking and what I was feeling okay. because during pretty much the duration of all of last season, everybody in Philadelphia had this looming thought of you know both Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are up, and we got the money, we got the space to bring one of them here, and. It was a thought that I think we all had throughout all of last season. So 
I, I, I was excited the whole time. And uh, at the begin when the last pitch of the World Series was thrown, I started thinking to myself, all right, you know, what, what would I like? Would I like Manny Machado or Bryce Harper? And right. to, be, to be perfectly honest, at the if you asked me in October or November who I wanted, my answer was Manny Machado. And the reason I say that is because positionally I felt it made more sense. Mm-hmm. We have we, we just have we with the addition of Bryce Harper we have such a cluster in outfield now. I don't think Aaron Altair will see the field unless there's an injury. I don't, and right. Roman Quinn if he if he can you know put his paper skin and his glass bones back together <laughs> maybe maybe he'll get back out there. But I don't see McCutcheon sitting a lot. I no. don't see. Harper sitting a lot. No, you know you're probably the guy who's going to sit the most often. Who's going to who's a regular starter is Oduble. Yeah, and I mean I guess you could move Kutch to center and just put Williams in left. I mean just just think about this batting lineup. I mean this is unreal. You, you start is. off if, if you start off with Hernandez, you might put um, McCutcheon at two. I, I, I'm Harper putting... at three. Hoskins four. Hoskins four. Real Muto five. Mm-hmm. That is a sick, yeah, sick lineup. Yeah, and you know, I I think with this whole off season and uh, us as Philadelphia fans, with because we are impatient. Yeah, we, yes, we, we all are. are. I I most, suffered from that last. Week. Most Philadelphia fans do not have the pride to admit it. I'll admit that. Yeah, I was impatient with Bryce Harper. I was thinking, what's taking so long? Why did you go back out to Las Vegas? Why'd you go back home? Why'd you go back out west? Do you not want to? Because I, I had that regular Philadelphia mindset. You don't want to be here. I don't want you here. And, you know, what, what you were saying last week, I was agreeing with you. I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Just drop it. He can go to L.A. He can go to San Francisco. He can go wherever he likes. But when I sat down and listened to his press conference, Bryce Harper really humanized himself. He because, did. Because... We all just know Bryce Harper, the baseball player. Yes. And when he was talking about his reasoning for how long he waited was because it's not just him. He wants to get his family involved. He wants to sit down with his wife and say, is this where we want to spend the rest of my career, at least? And is this where we want to raise our children? Not to cut right. you off, but to that point, that's the, that's one thing where... As you know, broadcasters, we do forget about that aspect. We do forget about that they are humans, and there's a human side um, to there's a human side to all of this. There's a human. There's more than just the business. It's more than just the numbers. You're talking about a man having to take care of his family, move his entire family from one spot to another. That's not something that you can just discount. Yeah, and, and, yeah, because. This is a huge decision for him, and he has to sit down and he has to think about. Because where I'm going, I'm spending the rest of my career, right. and that is a really important person, really important thing to decide upon for any person. And I, I feel proud that he chose Philadelphia. I'm glad that he, after meeting with Philadelphia management, after you know the bit of time he got to experience here in Philadelphia, while yes, he was on the Nationals, he definitely sees that there is a family element of playing in Philadelphia. Yep. And he wants to be a part of that. And like you said, Tanner, no opt-out. Right. He wanted no opt-out, which that I really that, – that, I, allow, I allow myself to trust Bryce Harper a lot more than I was, I was before. Because like you said, if he gets that opt-out you know, three years in, 
and he just takes off, we, we just wasted our time. Yes. Really. That, that's the feeling I get. And, man, like, I mean, I'm still concerned a little bit about how Bryce Harper will perform because last season was not too spectacular. Uh, compared to his other season, I I, for, I forget what the exact average was, but they were showing a stat like when Bryce Harper has two strikes on him, he's like one fifty three, which that does concern me a little bit. He, I mean, I'm not much of a baseball stats person, mm-hmm. but when I see that his wins above replacement is, especially last year, I think it was only one point something odd. Yeah. On, let me look. I mean, look, 1.3. Mm. He's only going to give your team one win. That concerns me. But I, I'm I, I'm trying to be positive here. I feel like maybe last last season was just an off year. You know, it's fr- it's new territory, new mm. teammates, mm. and may maybe he can buff that out because I feel like there was a lot of tension in Washington last season. There was a lot of I, turmoil. Yeah, a lot I, of turmoil. I didn't. I didn't get this vibe from them that they were this cohesive team. Right. I, I really didn't. Um, like it was just a bunch of superstar guys that came together, but didn't really have any you chemistry. Know, real, right, right. Correct. And you know that's the one thing where that's why I've never liked throughout any sport. I've mm-hmm. never personally liked just bringing a bunch of superstars together and just saying, "Hey, all right, go out and play," because. Yeah. You don't know if they can work together. You got to understand, if you're bringing a superstar here, that superstar is used to being the man. He's used to being the guy. He's used to being the clutch guy to go to. So when you bring all those different personalities together, are they going to mesh? And I don't think I felt that from the Nationals last year. They just weren't meshing. What you want to see in the dugout is you want to see these guys clowning with each other, having fun. Like we did actually – I think it was a few days ago. We already saw Harper having fun with his teammates in the dugout. Yeah, yeah. During practice, and he was just having a great time. Right. Yeah. Him and Hoskins are now buddies, and right. You, you know, I, it, well, during I, this this journey with him figuring out his contract, they were going back and forth on each other's Instagram pages, and oh yeah, just really keeping contact with each other. So, and and that's another thing because we also have this mindset of. Bryce, we we offered offered you this. Just sign it already. Apparently, the one, one and only offer that the Phillies put in front of Bryce Harper mm-hmm. was it, it was it was a while ago, and it was I think the length of it was ten years. The AAV was two seventy five, mm-hmm. which yeah, that you might be undermining Bryce Harper, but that that I feel sets a precedent precedent for Bryce and his. Uh, Agent Scott Boris. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that that sets a precedent for negotiation, future negotiation. I'm sure when the Phillies handed Harper that contract, I'm sure he didn't like spit on it, crumble it up and throw it in the trash can. Right. Maybe Boris did, but but that's a good agent. But and yeah, that is. And he he is doing what every agent should do. Right. And that is do things that makes everyone else hate you. Yep. Now let's go back. Oh, sorry, Dan. No, oh, no. Well, but you know, I, I definitely understand Harper's situation a lot more now that I have listened to him. Now that I know that he wants to be here, because before I was thinking the exact same thing you were. Mm-hmm. You know, just 
He's just a hired gun who wants money. And well, it's that, more than that. It's well, that was that was the dumb dog guy. Well, last last week, big dummy. <laughs> what T was saying last week is because we heard about this third year option that he wants, and then come to find out that he actually didn't want it. It was just Scott I that wanted that was, it. Yeah. That was and Boris. He, and the fact that he said no, I don't, I don't need it. Leave it out. Is it really makes it makes me feel great about his stance with how he is and like what kind of guy he is because if he wants to recruit these next men coming oh, yeah. in that are going to be free agents. They don't want to see that he has a, a third-year option and that he right. might not be here. He doesn't want to he, he doesn't want to have guys like, oh, what happens if I'm here and then you leave? Right. Are you just going to leave me here on this team? Right. I, I love that he already said that. <laughs> of course I'm going to try to get trapped coming. Right. I love that. And that's another thing. He's already recruiting. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Let's talk about uh, how he recruited Le'Veon Bell already. Slid <laughs> in his DMs. Oh, Says, man. hey, big dog, come to Philly. See, now you're going, going to the next segment, which is I, good. I okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry. You, oh, go you, ahead. You, you say your thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. How do you feel about Le'Veon Bell? I you t- know, possibly coming here. I know. What, I know. I know what you've said about your your example that you give me is Legarrette Blunt, mm-hmm. and you had your concerns with him when you when you found out he's coming to Philly, but it turns out he fell in line. He was a good soldier, and he performed well in Philly. Right. I. F- <laughs> I, I'm getting that feeling from Le'Veon Bell. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if he could be cohesive here. Um, I'm, tr- I, I, I just don't know. See, don't and, know. and that's my whole question about it: Is Le'Veon, you know, going to just fall in line? Is he going to do the same thing Blunt did when he get here? And that's, and that's my whole concern. And another concern of mine is I'm also afraid, you know, we're not going to, we're still not going to be able to afford him. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get into some of these, you know, re-signings and contract restructures in a minute. But Le'Veon Bell ain't gonna come cheap. Le'Veon, no, Le'Veon no. Bell, that's, you know, that's the a couple years ago was considered the best running back, the right. best, yeah. bar none, running back in the NFL. And he performed like it. He was first team all pro in twenty seventeen. Yep. Passing, catching, blocking. He did it all. Yeah. That's man. That's value behind that. And he's still young. What, 27? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. so. I so, can look that up. So, yeah, I mean, I, as much as I would like Le'Veon Bell to be here from a football standpoint of view, because, yes, we do need running backs, and I'm not yeah. totally in favor of the running back by committee, um, the running back by committee uh, strategy that they're going with. But I don't think we're just not – I don't think we're – we're going to be able to afford them, sadly. I oh, just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see. Like that's the only thing that's really him. stopping us. I just don't, I don't see the money. Speaking of money and restructuring, uh, let's get into some of these resignings. Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can yeah. I, can I, just, I just want to add one more thing to the Le'Veon Bell thing. I'm also concerned because he also sat a year. Mm-hmm. You know, see that doesn't concern me that in terms of running you? backs. In terms of running backs, you got to understand a running back is taking an abuse. A running back goes through a car crash every single play. Same thing as a lineman does. For him to sit out for a year, do you know what that would do to a body? Not having to go through a car crash every Sunday? Okay. And he still is working out. Well, yeah. But I feel there's a huge difference between game action and practice and working out. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it is. But... It's always a huge difference. Uh, I, I, I don't. Uh, there's just a small part of me that's like, eh, I'm sorry. You go, go to your next thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you make a good point and you make a fair point. But me personally, I look at it from his position, and 
I don't. I actually see that as a benefit. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you an example. All right. You remember uh, the last year of Chip Kelly, we picked up DeMarco Murray. And he came off yeah. of that huge year with the Cowboys. And he sure did. Look at what he did when he came here. Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. He was horrible. He held the ball sometimes. <laughs> That's all he did was hold the ball. I mean, you can also, you know, credit Chip Kelly for not using him effectively. But he didn't look like the same DeMarco Murray that we were used to seeing tear our defense right. apart. That we fell victim to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So taking that year off, I'm not concerned about that. I okay. think that's an actual benefit. Okay. Okay. Now let's get into these re-signings. Um, Brandon Graham re-signed three years, $40 million. Yes, sir. Um, Of course, y'all know I'm a football geek, and I went back and I looked at the film because – for lack of a better term, Brandon Graham isn't uh, my exact cup of tea. Ooh. <laughs> <Used it. laughs> Don't judge me. So, I'm sorry. Did you just use my pun on yourself? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I got to stop hanging out with y'all. But I, he, the reason why he's not my cup of tea is because, and I said it again, the reason why he, he just, I'm not going to disrespect Brandon Graham and what he brings to the table in terms of a veteran uh, presence in the locker room and he's a hustler dude's a grinder the dude goes hard every play yeah he does underrated uh run underrated run uh run stuffer very underrated a lot of people uh don't give him enough credit in that area but this is pass rushing money that you gave him mm -hmm. and that's just how i personally feel he only had four and a half sacks last year four and a half sacks that's not enough for me don't get me wrong, I like Brandon Graham, and I like what he brings to the table. But for three years, $40 million, I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more than four and a half sacks. That's all I'm saying. No, yeah, you're right. You're, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I, I just want to be able to just say, ah, T, you're overreacting. It's an off year. He'll be back next year. But there's also a part of me that's like, he is aging. Right. There's a part of me that's wondering... You know, just how much longer he got. 31, he, he started got, 31 in April. I I messed up that sentence. Uh, 31 in April, you say? He's turning 31 in April, according okay. to uh, Walter Football. I mean, he's I mean, he's not a gray beard, but, like, there, there, there is a part of me that is, I don't want to say I'm doubting him, but I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. And you said he had four sacks? Four and a half. Michael Bennett had nine, and he's on the trade block. And that's the crazy, <laughs> and we're going to talk about that dynamic. Look, I'm glad, and I'm glad that you brought that up. I personally like what Michael Bennett brought to the team. Yeah, me too. I do. He was a presence yeah. on that field. Okay, where's 77 at? Oh, snap, he's inside. Oh, right. no. Okay, now he's lining up outside the tackle. Now he's on the seat gap. Oh, man, now he's lining up over the center. They moved him around. He was very versatile, and every single time they moved him around, they exploited a weakness within him. Um, they exploited a weakness on the opposing team's right, offensive right, line. Yeah. Michael Bennett is an excellent football player for his age. What is he, 33, 34? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 33. And he's still, and because we re received him in a trade, there's nothing against the cap for us. Right. So, me personally, to hear that he's on a trade block concerns me because now it seems like you're putting loyalty over production. And that's <laughs> the one thing that concerns me. Listen, 
I'm all for loyalty. A matter of fact, I like loyalty. I'm still upset to this day when Joe Banner decided to get rid of Brian Dawkins. That still tears me apart to this day. But at the same token, Brian Dawkins still went on to play another three, four years Mm -hmm. and still performed at a high level. The difference here is you re-sign a guy three years, $40 million, and only put up four and a half sacks when now you're trying to trade a guy who who gave you nine sacks in a defense where putting pressure, no, not just pressure, but sacking the quarterback is the name of the game in this defense. I, I just want I just want to say to your point mm-hmm. about Brandon Graham only having four and a half sacks. It looking at his whole career, that's not uh, looking represent. at his other numbers. It's not super alarming to me because you you got in 2010 you got three, mm-hmm. uh, 2011 zero, 2012 five and a half, three five and a half, six and a half five and a half. Last year nine and a half, and then four. So I'm looking at that and it's. Yeah, nine and a half is great last year. All right, but looking at the rest of that, it looks like he's a three to five, three to six now, sack I, a year guy. I'll, I'll excuse him for like maybe the first five, six right, years of he was his getting adjusted. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. not just adjusted, but he was he was backing up Trent Cole a right, lot of those right. times. Yeah. So those years, I'm going to excuse. Okay, but so so from so six and a half, five and a half, nine and a half, right. four. But what alarms me is after over all those years. He's mm-hmm. never cracked double digits. No. That's concerning me. And I hope and I hope Howie Roseman isn't trying to turn this into, you know, just trying to keep the the, 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 band Phil, together. the, Phil, the Philadelphia guy. Correct. He's trying to keep what the Philadelphia Phillies he's trying to do what the Philadelphia Phillies Philadelphia Phillies did. And that was keep the keep superstars the way too long past their prime. And then by the time it's time to get rid of them, now you're forced to rebuild for four to five years. And I hope that's really not happening. Well, we're not picking up Timmy Jernigan's. No. Which is, it's a shame because I did like Tim Jernigan's game before his back surgery. Right. But as you can see, you know, he was never the same after he came back. So I understand. Now I think, me personally, I think they're going to go really high in the draft and draft a de- an interior defensive lineman. Which is which is good because defensive tackles, you know, they they get some money in the free agency market. So obviously, you know, you wasn't going to be able to afford Tim Jernigan and what he gave you last year. Just it didn't equal out to what right. we were going to have to pay him this year. That's fine, but don't start paying people just for loyalty. Don't start doing that because then you're going down a road you really don't want to go down. Now, if I can play devil's advocate, okay. Could I poke a hole in your argument right there sure, about absolutely. Brian Dawkins? Sure, absolutely. Like, talk about Careful someone, you talk about someone yeah. who's loyal to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and you were upset that they got rid of him. I am. Uh, I mean, I mean, is there is there a difference? I mean, I know there's a difference, but is there a difference? For me, the difference was Brian Dawkins was the heart and soul of that defense. Let's be honest. Think about think about the Broncos back then. The Broncos weren't known back then for their defense. Not at that time, no. No, not at that time. Brian Dawkins goes to the Broncos and just inspires that defense. Once again, they didn't have big-name superstars back then, but just his presence back there inspired those guys, and they played differently. Now you see the Broncos are putting more emphasis into defensive players now just from his presence alone. It's certain guys you just don't let go. Brian Dawkins was one of those guys you just shouldn't have let go. 
Brandon Graham, I'll, don't get me wrong. I like the re-signing. Don't like the money, but I like the re-signing. I personally think it's a little bit too much for a player that's only going to put up four and a half sacks. This is a passing lead. That's cool. You can be a run stuffer, but I need you to hit quarterbacks. And I know, and I've discussed this with people. People have come to me and say, okay, well, Todd, he puts pressure on the quarterback. He puts pressure on the quarterback. Okay, that's fine, but that's pressure. I don't care about pressure. Pressure there's doesn't a, do anything. There's a certain aspect to it. Right. There is a certain aspect. But there are quarterbacks who handle pressure. That's the difference. I need sacks, not pressures. Pressures only right. get me so far. Sacks get me wins. That's just my beef. Right. How many um, forced fumbles did he have? That's, good question. That's a good question. Uh, Michael Bennett had two. While he's looking that up, we're going to talk about another uh, – Another signing, Alex Ciamalo, um yeah. re-signed for three years. A very underrated move. Um, I didn't particularly care for his game when he first came out of college, and they pretty much gave him the starting left guard position, which I, I didn't particularly care for. Um, when I look back at the film in the beginning of his career, um, it was very uninspiring. He was missing blocks. He was missing assignments. But as you can see... As he got better, he got better over time when um, he was when he was put into the starting lineup in favor of Stefan Wisniewski. And at first, I'm like, that's not a good move. I, I don't I don't care for Malu. At least I, I know what I have in Wiz. You know, Wiz is that reliable guard who I know, you know, is going to go out, go in there and he's not going to make many mistakes. He's going to protect my quarterback. He's going to do his job in the run game. Right. Malu comes in. And he, he does impress me. He do. And y'all know my rule for alignment. I what? like butts on the ground. See, <laughs> Amala was putting butts on the ground when I went back and looked at last year's tape. And I like that. This is a very underrated signing. This signing, I do like. I personally to, like. To answer your question about um, forced fumbles, one. Yeah, and it was against the Saints, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, that one sack yeah, and against he, Drew Brees. And we couldn't fall on it, but yeah. And that's and that's what I'm saying. Right. Like it's one thing to put pressure on a quarterback, but well, it's about appearance too. It's like what what's that quarterback looking at across from him? Correct. And and I hear you, and I hear you, but I need I need sacks. Three years, forty million dollars. I need sacks. Yeah. Hey, maybe he'll, maybe he'll give you just what you're asking. Maybe that money will motivate him. I, I hope because, like I said, I I don't have a problem with the player. I like his hustle, mm-hmm. but. Man, I, I need sacks. This is a passing league. It is. Um, another re-signing. Um, the Eagles re-signing Jason Kelsey for another year, $11 million. That, okay. I, and I like I like Jason Kelsey. I like what he brings, his leadership. I'll be I honest. No problem I don't this. think there's a person in Philadelphia that hates it. Yeah. You know? Right. That's one move I don't have a this problem with. This man's a mummer. Oh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> You know what I got that I got that suit on Amazon right now. Nah. <laughs> wait, oh, wait. you gonna show up wait, next hold show? On. Hold on, I, I, can that I turn? Let me turn this around. Oh no, I'm not showing you. It'll just <laughs> oh, that's you're ridiculous. Just, so you're just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what he yeah, Jason Kelsey's leadership that that can't be replaced. Oh I no, I don't have a problem with that. I nope. can't imagine him playing anywhere else. Exactly. No, yeah. no. I think he's. he's gonna, I think I, he's going to retire. Before no, he goes to sign with another team, you know he's he's one of those guys. I don't I didn't realize how long he's been around. Yeah, you know he was the only good draft pick from his year's draft pick, uh, and he was a six rounder. 
That was the year that we drafted um, that fireman lineman, um, Danny Watkins. 2011. Yep, Danny Watkins. Who were the quarterbacks in that draft? Ooh, good question. Wait, who were? The quarterbacks. I don't remember. Cam Newton was taken first. Ah, it was that year. That's That's right. Cam Newton was the star that year. That's right. That's right. Oh, I always love doing this late, huh? Let me get the list of players because I, I always love going through old draft picks. And while you're looking at that, Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson, another contract. Now, his was restructured, which cleared up $6.7 million. Man, these these guys are loyal to this team. Seriously. For them to move all that money around. They, now, they got a special team here. They, they really do. do. They do. I love the guys in the locker room. See, and this is why, me personally, for the Eagles – I'm not necessarily afraid of them bringing in like a, a high end personality, like, like Antonio Le- Brown. See, that's that's a different that's personality. That's too much. For that's me that's too much personality. But yeah. somebody like Le'Veon, if we had the money, I would not mind you know them signing him because I know they're going to keep him in line. You know, tell him, hey, this is the way we do things on this team. Now, was it really like things with Le'Veon in the locker room, or was it just he wasn't showing up? It was, I, I, I have a feeling it's a combination of both. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was a combination of both. I think he just honestly just wanted out, and the Steelers kept, you know, holding him hostage, right? Basically, yeah. Slapping that franchise yeah. tag on him, and it's, you know, and they just wouldn't let him go. So finally, he said, "I've had enough. I'm not right. even going to play for y'all this year." Right. But which I gotta say is a gutsy move. But I guess you can do something like that if you're as talented as him. Yeah, that's, yeah, cause that's you, a, yeah, you can. Because if any average talent does gonna that, you're, no one's going to pick you up. Yeah, talent's going to trump everything, no matter what you do. Um, so just to answer your question about quarterbacks in this draft, mm-hmm. so yeah, we got we got we got Cam Newton mm-hmm. uh, taking eighth, Jake Locker. Mm, how'd that uh, work out? Um, <laughs> Tennessee Titans, great, Jake Locker. Uh, ten, Jacksonville Jaguars. We got Blaine Gabbert. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. The legendary. And then and then twelfth, we got Christian Ponder. <laughs> Minnesota again. Yep. Uh, a little bit later on, though. The hold on, wait, is it? Wait, where is it? Oh, uh, second round, thirty fifth pick, Andy Dalton. Hmm, that, 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 that was Andy, a good pickup. Andy. There you go, that and, pick and right after him, Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's a couple other guys, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. yeah speaking yeah. of, and speaking of quarterbacks, and I know this is gonna break y'all heart. Oh no. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. What? Too, too bad. So sad. Oh what? Nick wait. Foles is reportedly. Going to more likely, more than likely, sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wait, wait, Nick Foles? Nick Foles. He was not important to this team. He didn't. What did he do? He's a backup quarterback. What, what, did, he, what did he do? Chris. T? Chris. He's a backup quarterback. Wait. What? I just want to know what he did. What did he do while he was here in Philadelphia? Okay. He he helped us win a Super Bowl. Boom. A Super Bowl. Wait. Boom. Our first. <laughs> he, our first. We're Super not. Bowl. We're, I'm wait, not going to argue with wait you guys. Wait a second, Tom Brady. That wasn't Carson Wentz out there. I, I told y'all, my doctor said I'm not allowed to yell at y'all. I refused. <laughs> Look, I refused. You don't to get have to, to yell, y'all. but you can put your volume up. <laughs> I'm not doing so that. So you're telling me that Carson Wentz was not the Super Bowl MVP? I thought I'll that pre- was him out there the no, whole time. No, he was not. No. Now don't get me wrong. You know. I'm going to miss Nick Foles and what he brought to this team because at Nick the end who? of the day, <laughs> don't do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Saint Nick. I'm going to miss what he brought to this team because, you know, if Carson ever went down, I knew we had a reliable backup quarterback who could step in and, you know, when we wouldn't miss a beat. I'm going to miss that aspect. But now it's time to move on. 
It's time to move on. And you know what? I'm happy for Jacksonville. If they, if they, if things can work out, I which eh, I don't know because, like you said, he is a systems quarterback. He's and you know the whole thing about like when the when the story about Carson Wentz being a jerk and being uncoachable came out, uh, and there was the you know the speculation. The Thank you. I forgot his name, and uh, I'll forget it in ten no, minutes. No, no, I, I remember his name like uh, like, a, like the back of my. Don't, head. don't even give his name a shout out. Come yeah. on, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway, no, because I, I, like you said, Nick Foles is a much more go with the flow. He'll just try to do what he can with whatever system you put in front of him. Whereas right. Carson, you know, there was this speculation that Carson Wentz wants things done his way. Right. right. But you know, I, I I'd, I'd like to see what Nick Foles can do with the Jacksonville Jaguars and. I'm gonna, go yeah. back, I'm gonna go back to what you said earlier. Um, what I said. He's a system quarterback, and that's the sad. That's the sad reality, and that's the one thing I think I'm trying to get across to you guys. Yeah, Nick Foles is good in what, this system. Wait, how good is he? Super Bowl MVP good? I understand what he's saying. I know. Like right. he's, I know. I'm just. What is he? What is he well, done just for poking, the Chiefs and the Rams? Right, and that's my whole thing. I'm just poking the bear here. Man, stop poking the bear. I told you about that. Stop <laughs> poking the dog on bear. Jeez. I was about to say the dog. Oh, uh, on bear. Okay. Stop poking the dog on bear. Jeez. We got to put that into a sound bite somehow, some way. Okay. Back to what I was saying about Nick Foles being a system quarterback. Like Tanner was saying, he didn't have that much success within the Rams, with the Rams. That was Jeff Fisher's and, fault. Yeah, that's true. It, Everything's it, Jeff Fisher's yeah, fault. I don't know. I don't remember a quarterback ever having any kind of success under Jeff Fisher. But. I mean, I'm not going to say he did bad against the Chiefs, but he wasn't spectacular like he was here. It's something about this team and the system that they put him in. Chip Kelly, when he was here, Nick Foles lit it up. Seven touchdowns against the Raiders. Yeah. Yep. Still holds that, that Still ties I'll never Peyton forget Manning's that record. game. I'll yeah. never forget that game. Yeah, me neither. That was such a great game. It was. That that t- 2013 year was so fun. It like, was. Like, I mean, 2017 was you know obviously much more fun. But in recent years, like 2013 was so fun as well. It was because it was the element of surprise. <clears throat> yeah. And we felt as though with Chip Kelly that we had the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. We had the best head coach. We had the most innovative head coach. We had a head coach that was going to change the game. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> Man, that, that. I'm just saying. That whole situation just imploded. Yeah, and it, we don't have to yeah. go into it. No, we, no. I, I'm sure someone just like us has talked about it years ago. No, <laughs> but let's go into what's going to happen next after Nick Foles gone. We're going to need a veteran quarterback to compete with Nate and, Sudfeld. And, that, I, and I, will, I agree with that. I Actually, will answer that question for you. Okay. Next Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Eagles-Jaguars. Wow. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, Could you imagine? I can't. No. I, I wanted that to happen. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars are such a, a team that lacks chemistry. I, I just don't see that. But what are you talking about? They just got Tom- Nick Foles. They just got <laughs> no, Nick Foles. No, you didn't. Not a bit. No, you didn't. What? You did not just mix those two up. Hey, those are very common names. No, they're not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I know like 20 Toms and 90 Nicks. One's a goat and one's name's Tom Brady. 
He knows what I'm talking about. Now you got, oh, you guys are extreme. But seriously. He, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Someone that I'm really interested in is Tyrod Taylor, and we were talking about 2011. Yes. Yes. He was yes. actually drafted yeah. in 2011. Good. That's right. And I think he would be a great, I mean, he yep. did. He was doing good for Cleveland before he got, what was that, a concussion he got? Right. Yeah. He came in. He, he knew he was only there until Baker got used to things. Right. Now, yeah, like I said to you, either him or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, because now Teddy, like Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater too. Teddy Bridgewater is who I'm leaning towards. That's that's the guy I really want. Um, Run report said uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm. I'm saying absolutely not. Stay yeah, away from that. that. I don't want Sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. You mispronounced his last name. I did. Fitzmagic. Yeah, there. <sighs> Tanner is on the ball today. <sighs> Boom. Oh. He's in rare form today. Give me an applause. Uh, okay, applause okay. Yeah, come on. I got it. Yeah. All right. All right. I'd like to thank the Academy. Settle down. You have to hit the stop button. I thought you were going to do my job. I thought you were going to do the car crash. That's what I feel like doing right about now, because I feel like this show is taking a left turn for the worst. I don't... What? The worst? We're talking about the goat here, Nick Foles. You're calling Nick Foles a goat. The man's only won one. The man, the man has a statue in Philadelphia. That he does. And who does Doug? Doug's on that statue. And who? And who doesn't have a statue? I don't think so. At least. Thomas. Thomas Brady. Here we go. I'm sure he. Tom Brady. He probably has a statue somewhere. Tom Brady doesn't need a statue because he has six rings. I mean, he could melt. He could melt those rings down to make a statue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's got. He's got he, I mean, he's got so many. He, I mean, he, he can spare a couple. Yeah. Like, gosh, yeah, it's like someone else's turn. Someone else's turn. Just retire already. That's <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> I'm sick of seeing you every year. My I, God. I, but I do I, think I didn't think in, I didn't think a person who has nothing to do with my life personally <laughs> would he, make me so mad. He is very just, infuriated about this. Just people. go away. Like his face is really turning You're red annoying. right now. <laughs> How You're old annoying. He? he is he, twice my age. He's twice my age, and he's still doing stuff that he's still throwing balls accurately to we don't receivers. Know if I think he tossed old. touchdown to Moses. Inflated That's how old he balls, is. But, you know. Oh wow, that was a that was a that was a nice metaphor. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank I, I, I mean, I liked it, but I don't like it. <laughs> because just, just just get old already. Well, Tom Brady, he's 41. He said he doesn't want to stop playing until he's, what, 45. Right. The, the dude is like, like, he's like Benjamin Button, like aging backwards, you know? Like, have you seen, like, pictures of Tom Brady when he was a younger guy compared to now? Mm. He looks younger now than when he was young. And that's the crazy part. Like, what? But the one thing I've noticed over the years, like, he took a lot of deep shots, you know, earlier in his career. I don't see those deep shots anymore. And I think that's the reason why the Patriots now, they implement the more quicker wide receivers. You know, they don't go for the necessarily the speedy guys anymore because they know Tom Brady can't throw that deep ball like that no more. Right. They know he's getting older. And who that body is breaking just, down. Just throw, just throw out your shoulder. Who do they have back there? They've got Brian Hoyer, who is now a Super Bowl <laughs> champion. He was the quarterback two, for the Browns. Two-time. Wait, no, wait. Nah, he, he wasn't the backup for Atlanta, was he? I, I forget. I, don't, I, don't I, I messed up your flow. Sorry. It doesn't matter. I mean, Atlanta didn't win. So. <laughs> no, well, I, I said two because I was like, he was definitely, wait, was he the backup for that Super Bowl? <laughs> no, but, yeah. I, they, I, when's it time for them to draft a quarterback? 
Oh man, but see that's the. I mean, they drafted just, him sixth just, round. Just watch them the pull. So, sorry, but, no, go ahead. Sorry, uh, but but oh, man, we keep doing it. But, okay, okay, think about it like this. Look at Jim. Look what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo. Who? Oh, God. He hasn't gotten a chance. Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted in the second round. Do you mean the second coming of the GOAT? All right, I'm not... According to what's that fool's name? I'm not going to... (laughs) Sorry. I'm not going that far with y'all. But Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted in the second round, and, you know, he was supposed to be the heir apparent. And then you hear reports going out that Brady had a problem with that. Someone was jealous. And they shipped him out. So now Brady's basically holding the Patriots franchise hostage. You know what, Tom Brady? I take everything back. I want you to play into your 80s <laughs> so that they never draft a quarterback. Please. Please. But I, I, by the time I'm 60, you better still be playing. <laughs> I take oh, back geez. everything I said. <laughs> no, no. What I was going to say, though, was watch the Patriots pull some, like, franchise Madden video game crap, and they'll somehow, like, I don't know, take Kyler Murray. Well, wait. Like, <laughs> I mean, listen, Josh Rosen. I mean, the uh, guy. See, that concerns me, and that concerns me for a number of reasons. That's why I said Madden video game stuff. <laughs> like, I don't understand the Cardinals thinking. Like, I understand they got a new head coach. Like, I, I still don't like the simple fact they fired their head coach after one season, regardless of how bad it was. I mean, the Cardinals just aren't a good team. No, not and, not right now, at least. And you have to give a person a chance to build that franchise in their image. One year, you're not going to expect results in one year. Right. So, and then you drafted Josh Rosen, I believe, in the first round, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, uh, so there's a lot tenth? of quarterbacks in that Was round. he 10th? Yeah. Something so like why would you give up on a first-round quarterback that you drafted this early to put him on a trade block like that? I don't understand that. I don't know. So now you're going to take a chance on a college kid, you know, coming out whose first passion was at first baseball, but now he wants to play football full time. I don't understand that. You just give up on a on a kid who hasn't even reached his potential yet, who's right. still learning the game. I do think it's a mistake. Yeah, like that's I, the that's the thing, and that's that's the one of the things bad franchises do. They're not patient. They're not developing their players. Right. They just want results they now. They want that superstar right away. Right, and that's the that's the worst way to go about it. Some it teams is. get yeah. lucky with it, but right. you know, it hurts. Right, some teams do get lucky. Like Russell Wilson came in and had some pretty good success. Um, you know, Carson Wentz, he came in, he wasn't bad. Dak Prescott came in and, my God, everybody thought he was a god down in Dallas. I, th- I think you're forgetting the, the biggest one, though. Uh, I'm not. The I'm Patriots not. literally tripped over a guy named Tom Brady. <laughs> Yes, sixth and, round. You know, in Dr- the sixth round, Drew Bledsoe almost, like, uh-huh. apparently almost died <laughs> from that hit. That that's something I saw slash heard. And they throw this guy who was from Michigan in, and they're like, ah, maybe he can do something. And suddenly he has six Super yeah, Bowl like, rings. Let's just put him here for now, and then turns out a sixth round pick, a stud, and Dude. never look back at Drew Bledsoe. No, the next nah. year they won that Super Bowl. Belichick said, nah. Drew Bloods. We're going with number 12. That's what I'm talking about. That's what the great franchises do. The consistency. Good drafting. Good coaching. That's all That's all there is to it. I know it's, we make it sound like it's simple. It's not that simple. Wait, when you look at who are the best quarterbacks in, the, in football right now, mm. all of them sat down for a little bit. Yep. 
and played behind Aaron Rodgers. Yep, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the exact guy I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, w- with Breeze when he was in when he was in L.A. Mm-hmm. Who was who he behind? Because I know sure I know was behind. Well, I know they later he, took Philip Rivers and then traded Breeze. Yeah, right? No, no. Breeze now left they were free, on, free agency. They were oh, on the same okay. team, same time. Oh, were they? Yeah, I knew that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but once again. Patience is a virtue. And I think that's the one element here that everybody seems to forget. Like, I understand that we live in a world where everything is right now. Everything has to happen right now. Everything's on a time schedule. But certain things take patience. Certain things take time. To trade a young quarterback, attempt to trade a young quarterback, just doesn't make any sense. I understand that, for lack of a better term, he's not your cup of tea. But... You have to give the kid a chance. I understand he's not the kid that you drafted, but you're going to restart the franchise all over again by drafting another franchise quarterback, or at least trying to draft another franchise quarterback? That just doesn't make any sense. That's just, all I'm saying. Just p- take a quarterback every round. You'll, <laughs> you'll hit on someone. you got to hit on something. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yeah, just take all the quarterbacks. Uh, all right, let's move on to basketball. Yes. It's Philadelphia 76ers. Finally, for the love of God, finally beats the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm sitting on my high horse. I'm arrogant. I'm swinging my my hands like I'm Vince McMahon. I'm happy. First time in 11 years. It's that, been 11 years. That picture of you doing that, just in my head, that is the funniest thing ever. That McMahon walk as he rocks down the ramp. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a video of you doing that one day. Yeah, good luck without, with that. Without you knowing. You're going to like do it out here in the courtyard. And you're going to be walking from College Hall with, with them. No chance. <laughs> no chance in hell. What you got? Sorry. I, I didn't mean to break up the basketball talk. But then, yeah, but first time in 11 years. Yeah, That's the insane. first time in 11 years. Without finally Embiid. getting over that home. Without Embiid. Oh, my goodness. That guy. It's funny. We were talking about Mike Scott last week about how we weren't really that right. confident in we him. We doubted him so he much. He is on Fire right now. Yeah, the game against the Warriors, 22 points. Six of nine from the arc. And then you bring up the Warriors game. I was, <laughs> that was not the best game I, I watched from them. And, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad considering how low we were on players. True, true. It wasn't that bad, but, you know, the same issues I feel like still creep up. Like Ben Simmons' lack of a jump shot. And J.J. Reddick's defense. And, yes, yes. Terrible, terrible Wait, yes. Wait Ben Simmons still doesn't have a jump shot? Ben, yes. <laughs> he's switching hands now. He's yes, switching he, hands. he's trying to switch hands, and it's not very, being very successful. I don't feel comfortable with that. No, no. But, this, honest, look, I'm sorry. This offense, you can say what you want about Brett Brown, about his rotations, you know, the minutes that he gives certain players. You can say whatever you want about that. But at the end of the day, look, it this offense still revolves around Ben Simmons' ability to playmate. But his ability to playmate is limited due to the fact that he refuses to develop a jump shot. And I understand it's hard to develop a jump shot in the middle of the season. But I look at how sometimes the pick and roll is executed with Ben Simmons, and they're double-teaming the roller, and Ben Simmons is left wide open at the top of the key. 
And because he's unwilling to take that jump shot, they're not going to collapse on him. No. Right. Would you? Now, uh, okay, if I can just kind of, again, play devil's advocate, I doubt Ben Simmons is like, <laughs> who needs a jump shot? No, I'm I, not I, doubting I, that. Uh, he's working on you it. You know, I, I mean, maybe we're just over-exaggerating, but, I mean, there there's also a part of me where I'm like, you're a professional basketball player. Is yep. it that hard to develop one? I mean, I mean, it can take some years. But listen, once he gets that shot, though. And that's the, and that's the amazing part. This offense will look so unbelievable when Ben Simmons develops that jump shot. Once he gets that shot, you heard it here first, he'll be the face of the NBA. Wow. Once he gets wow. that shot. Hot take. Hot take. What? What? <laughs> you should have done the compressor. Because <laughs> that just sounds more like... Never, never mind. Yeah. We're, working on a, we're working on the sound drops for this show. Yeah, we will. You should have done something with fire. Yeah, but J.J. Reddick's defense. We talked about Ben Simmons' shot. Right. Let's talk about J.J. Reddick's defense. That, uh, that's another guy who gets under my skin very easily. Well, Look, he's a great shooter, but there are so many times where I'll... Be like, what were you thinking? Once again. What were you doing? Were red, we? red Kate. Ole! Right. Defense. Defense. As a matter of fact, no. Just Even his either. offense coming up to yeah. just last night was rough. I got a, I got a little... What are you getting OKC? Sorry. I got a, no, I got a little joke for, you know, players who don't play defense. Like, I call it, they playing E-fence. No D. <laughs> like, because that... And that's exactly what I see when I look at J.J. Redick. It's like... Uh, Dude, D up. Put your hands up. Right. Why are he you leaving people open? He was just mismatched so much yes. in that Warriors game. And, people, and teams are taking advantage of that. Team, if, if I look. can... Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no go no, ahead. No, no. I, in his defense, if he, as, you, as you've put it, if he breathes on someone wrong and he gets fouled out of the game... But... That the thing, he ain't even breathing on him. Yeah, I know, but he's not close he, enough he, to breathe on them. No, he's not. But not in the slightest. Look, he's scared. All right, you gotta kind of encourage him a little bit. Don't scared don't, of what? Let's let's, let's he's not, an NBA player. Let's not hammer. I said the same thing about Ben Simmons. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's like, look, you've been playing the game since you were a kid. How do you not have a jump shot yet? Anyway, <laughs> instead of pounding on JJ Redick here, he I, there are a number of times where he'll get under my skin as well. J- JJ, just go. Let's let's have you know a little pep in your step, boy. Come on, come yes. on. Get d up a guy every once in a while. One, I mean, no, no, not every once in a while. Every every time. I right. almost sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, watch it. <laughs> Watching you. It's your fault for putting it right next to me. Look, gotta put it somewhere. <laughs> no, but yeah, no. You're, you guys are right though. He's a professional basketball player who should know better. Um. Get your stuff together, JJ. Right. <laughs> you can't take him out every time he's on defense and put TJ in. That's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, TJ's great on defense. Yes, he is. Heck Personally of a to me, that man has a lot of hustle. He's he a small guy, but he makes up for it. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And, oh, man. I mean, and he had that steal at the end of the Warriors game that right. gave us more hope. Right. And then they messed it up. And that And that brings up another point with that Warriors game that really disturbed me. Um, I, 20 seconds left, Tanner, and they inbound the ball to Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Mistake number one. And then he just walks the ball just as casual right up the court. Now, in your honest opinion, 
do you think do you blame the player for that or do you blame coaching for that? Because I'm I'm really getting mixed signals when I talk to people about. Well, I mean, that. I don't know. I think the player. But there's but, only there's only so much Brett Brown can do. Right. He's not on. He can't. He you don't have sneakers on playing the game for them. He can't do that. I agree. Hmm. I agree. Chris. Nah, uh, I was gonna say something, but then I'm like, ah, Chris, that's stupid. Let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, and I think it's real cheap that you know people take shots at you know Brett Brown, um, sometimes unnecessarily. Hmm. I really do think it's cheap because, like Tanner, you just said, he's not lacing the sneakers up right. and going out there on the court. Right. They are, and y'all know my y'all know my slogan: players make plays. And if my players ain't making plays, that's on you. I can only do so much as a coach. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna attempt to put you in a correct position. But at the end of the day, it's your job to execute. Now I sound like Chip Kelly, mm. and I. So, it's a fine line. It really is. It is a true fine line. You know the difference between blaming a players, blaming players, and then blaming coaches. But in this situation, I blame the players more than I blame the coach. Now, for the inbound, I blame the coach because I would not have asked Ben Simmons to inbound. I would have asked Jimmy Butler. I don't know what it is with Jimmy Butler, but when it comes to the fourth quarter, he is a monster. Mm -hmm. He just turns it on. He wants to be the hero. Yes, and I love that. But use that. Utilize that. That's all I'm saying. Utilize that to your advantage. If you know a player that's going to turn it up in the clutch, who has proven that he will turn it up in the clutch, use that player. Don't use a player that somebody's going to sag off of because he he lacks a jump shot. Right. I see teams now, once again, when when Ben Simmons brings the ball up the court, everybody's in the paint. Nobody's standing on the perimeter. Disrespect. Like... Where's, where's, where's that Joel Embiid quote, man? Joel Embiid, he, he said, I'm Joel Embiid. I do the disrespecting. Like, that's the mentality I like. Ben Simmons, they're disrespecting you. I love you as a player, and I think you're going to be one of the greatest players to play to play the game. And I'm not far-fetched in saying that. But your ceiling is limited with your lack of a jump shot. Imagine he goes a whole career without hitting a three. No, I, no. I say he, he hits Shaq. a three. He hits a three. Well, no, this Shaq season. hit a three before the playoffs. Ben Simmons. Hits you know, a three. I, that's a good. That's a good counterpoint. What are you saying, Tanner? I say before playoffs, Ben Simmons hits a three. Shocks the world. Oh uh, wow! Hot take, man. Maybe, maybe last second. Twitter of the game, might melt. No one's <laughs> expecting it. Put Ben Simmons in there. Twitter crashed when he <laughs> attempted a jump shot one time. Right. One. I mean, against the Warriors, he passed it from half court and almost made a three. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad his pass was. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh man! All right. I know Tanner. Another thing we're gonna get into. Um, how do you honestly feel about Brett Brown? Last five minutes. How do you how do you honestly feel about Brett Brown and the coaching job that he's done? Chemistry wise, I don't. Know. I think he does great with the team. Chemistry wise, mm-hmm. he, he knows how to talk to players. He handles situations nice, like that Markel situation. Yes. But, like you said, the rotations. I think the rotations need some work. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not giving the players, but right, rotations. Yeah, the rotations. Um, 
I don't I don't have a problem with the rotations. It's just that don't keep repeating the same rotations if they're not working. Right. And that's Change my whole it up th- a little right. bit. Right. That's my whole thing. Like if you see a rotation's not working, okay, I need to scrap that. That's not working. Let me try something else. But it's insanity to think that you're going to put the same group of guys out there and expect a different result right. when history shows that you're only going to get one result. That's the definition of insanity. You keep bumping your head up against a brick wall. The brick wall is going to win every time. And it's insane to try to break down the brick, brawl, brick, brick wall with your head. We know what you're saying. <laughs> I know my words. Leave me alone. So, all that being said, just change it up. I just, I just hope he can change it up in time for the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I really hope he can change it up. I'm not concerned too much about MB's injury. So, you know, that really that doesn't concern me, but I just really hope he's able to change it up come playoff time because that's when the big boys come out to play. Right. Yep. And real quick, let's go back to this Bryce Harper thing. I want to say one more thing. I feel like mm-hmm. we're downplaying this whole thing. Oh, okay. my God, and yeah. This man has the most ever sold jerseys from any player to a new team, more than that LeBron is, James. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah, the Lakers. Dude. The Lakers have the biggest fan base. Yeah. That is incredible. I, there, there was something that I just thought of that I wanted to say, but mm-hmm. I thought of it when we were talking football. Mm-hmm. Dude, if he is, it, it, he plays every single moment of that contract, mm-hmm. he will be a Philly longer than Cole Hamels, Chase Utley, I Think all, Ryan Howard. All the guys we idolize. All the when I when someone says the word Phillies, the first guy I think of is Chase Utley. Yep. And Bryce Harper will be here longer than any of those guys. Like right. that's crazy to me. Because I'm still trying to get used to him in red pinstripes. I'm still trying to get used to that. I'm, I'm still. And, and also, also the thing that, and we didn't really touch on it hmm. when he when he was talking about his reasoning for the number he chose. Hmm. D- dude, that that, that honestly, was deep. That touched respect, me. Yeah, the respect that touched. That was deep because me personally, I Roy love, Holiday. I love Roy Holiday. Same here. It devastated me what happened to him, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I, it really hurt me. And for him to come out and say that, because when Roy Holiday was traded to the Phillies, man, I was, dude, I was jumping up and down. I was screaming and hollering. I love Roy Holiday. I was like, this is World Series. I, I was thinking that. And I was thinking World Series when he said that about. The doc, I'm saying to myself, I said, Dag, Todd, Todd, you're this. I did, just, uh, just Todd. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todd, Todd you, ain't, you ain't the smartest person in the world, but man. You big dummy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, wait, before it says the, the, okay. But yeah, it's just, uh, thank you, Bryce Harbor, for proving me wrong. Because yes, yes, it is true. I am a big dummy. Just just hit forty home runs and we'll be good. Yep. Every every year. Not not just this year. Dude, well, that, right. I, I'm so pumped for baseball season. Now. Yes, now like, I'm really I, excited. I, like I was I was pumped. By the way, I I know we have less than thirty seconds, uh-huh. but this division is tough. Atlanta It is. Atlanta took huge strides last year and and you know, you know you got you got Washington, which I even though they're losing Bryce Harper, I don't know how much they'll suffer. I mean, they still got Juan Soto there. They still they got plenty of weapons there. And then the the Mets, I feel like they really are picking it up. You know, with that pitching staff that the Mets have, mm. that that is going to be tough for the Phillies because you look at those guys: Degrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, yeah. all those guys. They got a good pitching staff, so I'm kind of concerned about how they're going to be able to hit the ball against them. Okay, sorry, we're done. (laughs) That wraps up another episode. Uh, We'll be back next week. See you.